This is 965 PediaCast, episode 3, Pediatric Infectious Disease. Thank you, Dr. Mohammed Ghanem, our Pediatric Infectious Disease Specialist from Amiri Hospital. We're going to talk about urinary tract infections in pediatric. Can you tell us generally about pediatric UTI? Thank you for having me again. So uh, urinary tract infections are, are very com- common in children with an incidence of around 5 to 10% of children uh, between the ages of 2 to 24 months uh, presenting with fever without a focus, and it's mo- most a urinary tract infection. There are many organisms that can cause urinary tract infection, and the most common is E. coli, followed by other uh, enterobacteriaceae such as Klebsiella, pneumonia, Citrobacter, uh, Enterobacter, and others, which are typical gastrointestinal flora, uh, as well as Enterococcus, whether it's Enterococcus faecalis or faecium, but these are uh, a less common organisms causing UTI and uh, UTI uh, might be difficult to, to accurately estimate as an incidence and especially in the preverbal children because usually they will not complain of urinary symptoms and that will make it uh, both difficult to estimate the true incidence and uh, diagnose can you tell us, Dr. Mohammed, about the presentation in different pediatric age groups? Sure. So the presentation of UTI uh, can be categorized into three uh, main age groups, uh, neonates and uh, young infants, preverbal children and uh, older children and adults. And in, uh, in neonates, as, uh, most UTI guidelines will not apply because they're at a higher risk of uh, serious bacterial infection, sepsis, and basic uh, disease. So these are uh, those patients usually managed differently. And they usually require placebo support. Then there is the preverbal children, which is typically between two to twenty-four months of age. Uh, those, uh, as I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, uh, poses a difficult uh, diagnostic uh, pathway because uh, there is usually no specific complaint. Uh, The typical presentation will be a fever without a focus on examination. Most of those patients will present with a fever that is more than 39, and uh, there is no uh, focus that could uh, elude uh, the area of infection. And and on those, the the chances of having UTI is, is estimated to be higher. Patients who might have even if they don't have symptoms, but they have uh, some finding in, in, in the upper respiratory tract, such as uh, erythematous tonsils, for example, or uh, red tympanic membrane, or anything that could uh, point to a focus uh, despite not having symptoms, the, the chance of UTI is less than 1%. So that's why uh, clinical examination is very useful. Uh, in, in those patients. Finally, for older kids who can actually describe their symptoms, the typical uh, symptoms will be dysuria, frequency, urgency. Uh, occasionally, you see some kids with hematuria, uh, and that uh, usually the common presentations. And uh, also, depending on where is the whether it's a lower uh, urinary tract infection or upper urinary tract infection. The degree of fever, whether there's abdominal pain, uh, renal angle tenderness, and so on. Okay, thank you, Dr. Mohammed. Can you tell us about how to collect uh, urine samples in pediatric and how to diagnose UTIs? Urine samples can be either collected 
to an non-invasive method or invasive non-invasive methods including the bath urine specimen or uh, midstream urine and the invasive could be a, a, an in-and-out urinary catheter or a suprapubic catheter which is not usually done or we don't see it done often and this is probably due to lack of expertise and older children the, the usual uh, sample is the midstream urine and it's very important to, to emphasize on how to collect the midstream urine. Cleaning should be involved uh, before uh, urinating and collecting the midstream urine. So it's not the first urine, it's the uh, midstream. Uh, and that needs to be explained very well to parents to ensure appropriate sample and reduce the risk of contamination. Bad catheter on the other hand, which is commonly done in, in younger infants who are not toilet trained, is associated with a very high risk of contamination in, in urine culture. It is estimated that up to 60% of bad urine uh, will uh, carry some sort of uh, urinary contamination, whether it's a mixed growth or uh, insignificant growth. However, the bad urine uh, can be useful uh, in triaging patients or in, a, uh, uh, in uh, emergency rooms where uh, a bad uh, in triage where the nurse who's doing triage can identify a potential case of UTI, can place a urine bag and do a urine analysis while the patient waits to be seen by the physician. And that instances, having a, a urine analysis on the urine bag can help focus further investigation or testing on whether a patient will need an invasive uh, in and out catheter uh, to collect urine or not based on based on that. And there are several studies that assess the potential use of bad urine in, in such scenario. The type of uh, uh, or method that urine is collected by influence the, the cutoff for the number of colony forming units in the urine culture. And that's uh, another, uh, another thing that is very important that uh, physicians who collect the urine sample need to document the type of the sample collected because interpretation of the culture will depend on, on the type of sample. Thank you, Dr. Mohammed. Uh, so, can you diagnose urinary tract infections based on urine routine, or do we need a culture to, to prove the diagnosis? So, uh, both are important. Both having the urine analysis and culture are important. The gold standard for diagnosing urine, uh, urine infection is having a positive urine culture. With some expect, uh, exceptions, for example, in a patient who is receiving antibiotics, we expect that uh, the urine culture will be negative. Uh, or the patient has a, a urogenital anomalies where the urinary tract might not be communicating very well. So in, the, in, in these minor exceptions, you might expect a UTI without a positive urine culture. But the urine analysis is very crucial and it's very important, uh, especially in in uh, discriminating between uh, a true positive urine culture and a, uh, a contaminant. But rarely you'll have a urine tract infection without inflammation of the urinary tract. Uh, the urine analysis is helpful in demonstrating the number of uh, white blood cells in the high bar field, the presence of leukocyclostrase and nitrate. If you have uh, the, the typical, let's say, UTI diagnosis will involve having a positive urine analysis and a positive urine culture. 
having a positive urine analysis but negative culture uh, might be due to a partially treated UTI or it could be from other diagnoses that are non-infectious. For example, aseptic pyuria with Kawasaki and other autoimmune diseases. Having it the other way around where the urine analysis is completely normal and the urine culture is positive, that would what we probably would call asymptomatic bacteriuria, where there is a uh, bacteria in the urine, but it's not causing uh, a disease. Uh, and this does not require a treatment. With some uh, caveats and exceptions, uh, especially in the new needs, urine analysis might not be always accurate uh, because it also depends on the dwell time, or how long the urine stays in the bladder. And in those, uh, where it's unpredictable in neonates, the urine analysis should always be interrupted with caution. It's usually accurate, but unusual findings might, might be there. Okay. Thank you, doctor. Can you tell us about the management of UTIs in different age groups? That's, that's actually a, a good point to discuss, because uh, although the guidelines have changed for a few years now, uh, there are still many kids being admitted uh, to receive intravenous antibiotics to treat a simple UTI. Uh, this, is, this is not necessary. Uh, all, all children about the age of three months of age could be safely treated with oral antibiotics uh, at home with a, with a cl relatively close follow-up. And the follow-up is basically to demonstrate two things. First, to double-check the urine culture results and ensure that the patient is receiving a susceptible antibiotic and to ensure uh, clinical improvement uh, after the first uh, two or three days of uh, receiving antibiotics. Patients who require admissions are usually those who cannot tolerate oral antibiotics, uh, either uh, as a behavioral issue or because of vomiting. Uh, and children between the ages of one to three months is still controversial. Uh, most experts will recommend admission for a few days uh, until confirming that it's a simple UTI and then can be switched to oral antibiotics, usually within two to three days, and they can complete the course of therapy at home. The duration of therapy is still a bit controversial. Uh, most guidelines are uh, regarding children UTI is, are a bit outdated. Uh, the duration, the recommended duration is, uh, varies between seven days to 14 days. But uh, there is more and more uh, evidence that a shorter course uh, of seven days is as good as uh, a longer two-week course. Uh, in patients, especially adolescents with cystitis, where they have urinary symptoms but no fever or signs of upper, uh, upper urinary tract infection, uh, those could be managed with a three to five day course of antibiotics. The choice of antibiotics and I'm sure that will be your next question. Mm -hmm. The choice of antibiotics depends on the local epidemiology, in a sense that each uh, area will have its own urine epidemiology. Uh, the sensitivity pattern changes. What is usually recommended is that your first choice of antibiotic should be the narrow spectrum of antimicrobial that covers more or less 80% of your E. coli that you isolate in your center. For example, in a center where, let's say, 85% of the E. coli are susceptible to trimethyltrimethoxazole, then that could be your first choice. 
other center might have it at 70%, so that will not be create choice. So uh, in that, I, I encourage uh, everyone to uh, have a chat with their uh, the microbiologist in their center to, to understand what's, what's the local epidemiology uh, over the past one or two years of their E. coli. And I'm specifying E. coli here because it's the most common cause. It, it is, it's responsible for 80 to 90% of all UTIs. Uh, and based on that, your selection of anti uh, antibiotics. Also, what gets into into the uh, the clinical decision and, and your choice of antibiotics is whether the patient is on prophylaxis or not. Being on a prophylaxis, especially if it's a long-term prophylaxis, uh, three months or longer, probably the organism is isolated or causing the UTI would be resistant to that agent, uh, and it should be avoided in treatment. And there are other steps in the management would include uh, uh, imaging. The recommendation is to do an ultrasound after the first UTI in kids uh, 2 to 24 months of age. Uh, more advanced imaging, it's uh, case by case cases and whether the UTI is recurrent or not, or depends on the ultrasound finding. Thank you, Dr. Mohammed. I have a question about um, some of the cases that we are currently seeing. Uh, a lot of UTIs are uh, showing an ESBN positive culture. How would you manage these cases? Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. And unfortunately, because of inappropriate antimicrobial use in the community, uh, we're seeing more and more uh, cephalosporin resistant gram uh, negatives, including ESBLs. That would, the treatment will depend on, on your susceptibility. As a first line, what I would suggest is using aminoglycosides, whether it's uh, gentamicin or amikacin uh, for those cases. And until you get the susceptibility result, once you get the susceptibility result, then you can narrow your, uh, your trouble. For outpatient management, uh, trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole would be a good option. Uh, alternatively, would be ciprofloxacin. But ciprofloxacin is relatively contraindicated in children. We use it occasionally uh, if we have no other option. But uh, trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole will be a good option uh, in most instances. And that also takes us back uh, to, to the local epidemiology of the E. coli. Because this might not be a, a problem in your center, uh, or it might be a big problem, knowing, knowing the susceptibility pattern in each lab will, will be very useful. First-line choices uh, for UTI. Thank you, Dr. Mohammed, for your time and efforts. We would like to recommend uh, the American Academy of Pediatric Guidelines for Unit Tract Infections, and also there are uh, two uh, CPS statements uh, about UTI. If you'd like to know more information, thank you.